Welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. I'm not trying to blow up the speakers this time. <laughs> not yet, anyways. No. Yeah. I always I have my microphone set up in such a weird way like it's not directly in front of me it's like very close to my face but off to the side a little bit and so I'm always just like nice. maneuvering around my mic uh, it's okay that microphone mic yeah yeah what you gotta do man gots to do what you gots to do mine's kinda in front of my face like I've got like one of those crazy arm things and some of it's in my face, but luckily it's close enough to where, like, you know, if you have something, like, really close to your face, you kind of see it double, and it's not really in your face. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like your nose. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like that for me, so it's easy to ignore, but still just right fucking there. All right. Well, today... <laughs> Sorry. I'm so excited mm-hmm. to talk about this topic today. I'm just like, Ben, I don't even care. No, I'm kidding. I do That's care. Sweet. I care about all of your problems. But um, <laughs> today we're talking about the opposite of supernatural in the beginning part. Shows that got canceled way too soon. Yeah. That we would like to see more of. You know the type of show. Just the ones that you 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 hope and pray get picked up for another season. But I don't know, man. The ratings will. aren't looking so good. And maybe it's got one too many queer characters. And... It'll never happen. It'll never happen. And then... You hear that, Firefly fans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'll never happen. First of all, Firefly fans, at least y'all got a movie, all right? Yeah. <laughs> there are so many people who get nothing. They get nothing. And I'm proud to be an American. Okay, sorry. At least they got Castle. Yeah, it's not like Nathan, whatever the fuck his name is, just Fillion, Fillion just dropped off the face of the earth. He went on to do yeah, uh, Dr. Sing-Along something something. Dr. Evil's Dr. Sing-Along Blood. Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blood, oh, yeah. that's what it was. In Castle. Yep. The Rookie. Yep. Uh, community, I think, for an episode or two. I, I, I could see that. The point is, is that yeah. he's doing fine. Yeah, he's also in Destiny. Yeah. In Destiny 2. Yeah. So Destiny is Alan. Alan Tudyk is also doing great. Mm. Alan Tudyk is doing great. Gina Torres, always mm. a delight to see. Mm. You know, maybe they just stopped doing Firefly because all of the cast found better things to do. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do not think that's the case. Let's see who all is in Firefly. I've never watched it. I mean, I want to say it's worth a watch, but it's also like, eh. No, so I know sorry. it's a fucking season, and I know if, like, if I get attached, there's not any more other than like comics and a movie. See, yeah. here's the thing about Firefly that I think is just like, what the fuck were you guys doing? It got, and I just I just looked this up on the wiki, and I, I knew it was true, but I didn't realize, like, where it was. Um, Firefly averaged 4.7 million viewers per episode. Is that a lot? I think so. <laughs> kind of, like, especially for, like, a, like a sci-fi TV show. I mean, considering there's 300 lot. million people in the United States 
Jackson. I feel like that's a healthy chunk of them, at least. Is that while it was airing? Yeah, that was while it was airing. Huh. It was canceled after 11 of the 14 produced episodes were aired. Hmm. There's only 328.2 Americans, as according to the 2019 census. I mean, I guess it was 98 the Nielsen ratings, which I guess is not great. But I honestly, yeah. I honestly don't know much about the Nielsen ratings. The Nielsen ratings are, it's literally just the Illuminati. Okay. <laughs> That's Pretty what much. I think the real Illuminati is. Is the, the Nielsen, Nielsen ratings. <laughs> yeah. They cannot be trusted. Got it. All right, cool. Um, But I mean, it was a good show. Like, it was... Now, do I think it's like the end-all be-all of sci-fi shows? No. But it's a shame. I, I understand the, like... How it it got canceled too sh soon, you know? Yeah. Like it was it was a good show. The movie is fine, but let's be real. There's just not. There's it's just not a whole lot of like. There's it, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, basically. Yeah, I I never watched the movie, so I I don't know. I actually watched the movie first. Oh. Yeah. Because <laughs> my dad was into it. And then I watched it, uh, watched the show second. And it was good. That's a hell of a, uh, oh shit, what's it called when you start in the middle of something? I have no idea. What is that called? The, the I have thing. No idea what that's called. The what? I have no idea what that's called. Oh no, it's where, like, you know. It starts in the middle, and then, it, like, the cold open is the middle of something, and then it cuts back to where you were. In media res? Yes, that thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the median rest. <laughs> in, okay. That's a hell of a in media res, watching the Firefly movie first. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I do know what happens at the end, so. Yeah. I would prefer a Fenty res, please. Oh, <laughs> oh God. All I can really find for why it was canceled was that it didn't have the viewers they thought it would be. Yeah. But, I mean, my guess is that it was a very expensive show to make. Probably. And... I think it was. I mean, I don't know what the budget was. I will say, yeah, there are shots of, like, the, the fire, you know, the serenity moving through space but then there's also like a lot of it is just shot in like old country western style that is true mm -hmm. so i can't imagine you know production would have been too too expensive and the cast i believe was relatively unknown like no big like really heavy hitters yeah. at the time yeah at the time i mean now of course they've gone on to do great stuff but I, I don't really know what Nathan Fillion was involved in that was huge before Firefly. Um, same with Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk. I mean, people barely know who Alan Tudyk is now. Um, yeah, unless you're, true. like, into um, animation. You're like, yeah, you like Dodgeball or uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil back in the day. Right. How many viewers did you say that uh, Firefly had? Like, 4.7? million, yeah. Yeah. It says here that Buffy had six million. So, oh well, then what the uh, hell? <laughs> I mean, 
Buffy went on yeah. for seven seasons, and that was six. Se- well, it wasn't six seasons too long. Sorry. Whoops. Don't kill, <laughs> don't kill me, anybody. I was going to say that was two seasons too long, and I am right, mm-hmm. even though yes, the musical episode didn't come until the sixth season, and yes, it is a great musical episode. So. Okay, so for the time, four point seven million was pretty good. It wasn't bad. It, yeah, it wasn't. I think they just had to cut something. Yeah, and they looked at everything and were like, well, we can't afford to cut anything else other than Firefly. So y'all get the axe. Yeah. Um. Well, I understand why people were really mad, especially since apparently the ratings were, you know were good, I guess. Or at least the viewership was good. So, and it was a pretty critically acclaimed show, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes shows get cancelled and they're like, this is critically acclaimed, but not enough people are watching it because it's too niche or too cult, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But Firefly, it sounds like it had the popularity and the ratings. So... I think- yeah, I don't know. If you look up TV shows that were around when Firefly was airing, you had like The Wire, um, The West Wing, ER, mm-hmm. Buffy, X Files. So maybe all of those shows just got better views. Maybe Twenty Four. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember Twenty Four. The Sopranos. Um, yeah, because Firefly was on Fox, right? Yes. Yeah, I think if if somebody like HBO or somebody had picked them up, I feel like it would have been worth it. I'm, and they would have gotten a few good seasons out of guys. it. Guys, I'm sure it was a. I'm. I bet it was like a time slot situation where it's like, yeah, they were having four million viewers in their time slot, but I'm sure another network had like a real banger going on at the same time. So yeah, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. I just killed a bug with my bare hands. Oh, congratulations. I am a god. (laughs) Bow before me. Anyway, we're not here to keep harping on about Firefly. Yeah, we're here to talk about other television shows. We're here to talk about shows we actually like. Yeah. I like Supernatural, I guess. (laughs) We like Supernatural, allegedly. So we've been told. No, I do like Supernatural. Okay, legitimately, this entire list could be made up of Bright and Fuller shows. For me, at least. Oh, absolutely. Pushing Daisies. There, done. I want I want Pushing Daisies Season 3 so bad. I don't hate the ending of Pushing Daisies. Like, they knew that they were going to get canceled, so they scrambled together like a plausible ending. Mm-hmm. Um, the narrator comes in at the end and is like, remember, endings are just other beginnings. He basically quotes closing time and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> every, every new beginning is some other new beginnings end. And, um, but I want more. I want more from Pushing Daisies. It was a great show. It was super cute. I like seeing Christian Chenoweth on TV. Don't know why she can't get a TV show to last more than a couple seasons. That's not true. She was ugly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just uh, bums me out because it was so good. And it was so unique. Like, I can't think of anything I've seen that's quite like Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Even other Brian Fuller shows. So, 
it, it was a super cool concept. It and was. And, like, just the way it looked and everything, it was very neat. Even though, so they used a lot of CGI for the different sets. And, like, the CGI was not good, not good, I would say. Yeah. Well, it was, what, like, 2004? Yeah, something like that. No, I want to say it was, like, 2000. I feel like it came out Six? when I was in late high school. Because I remember actually sitting in a movie theater and watching a trailer for it and being like, oh, I want to see this. Like, uh, Oh, 2007. Oh, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Um, But yeah, it was really, really just a special show. And the cast was great. And um, it bums me out. It bums me out that it got canceled too soon. Mm-hmm. So, but it sucks when that happens. That's just the curse. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. I don't understand. It just happens. Yeah. Like either everyone has new projects that they want to work on, and they feel like the show is getting stagnant, or the money just isn't there to keep it going, or people don't watch it or the studio hates me yeah i think of all those reasons for why a show could be canceled i think the most plausible one is the studio <laughs> personally hates me yeah yeah, I, can see yeah that. I think that i think that might be it honestly legitimately <laughs> nail on the head case closed yep. that's we, why I got we have figured it out mm-hmm. so so what about y'all what are shows Fun that y'all have that are just like you were taken to us from us too soon i've got one because it's super poignant to our modern today right now times (laughs) okay is it it firefly it's not firefly (laughs) (laughs) no it's uh last man on earth oh yeah Uh, yeah last man on earth starring will forte created by will forte um had christian shaw in it too um had a character named Todd who was not an asshole. Yes, good. And, uh, but yeah, it was so the opening scene of Last Man on Earth is it's like a, a big landscape scenery, and then text comes up and says 2019, or no, 2019, 2000 something, something close, uh, one year after the virus. God, that's too relevant. <laughs> yeah. And so it takes place in this post-apocalypse where uh, humanity died off from a virus that went crazy and killed off all of humanity except for the few people that were immune. And, and there's only one the, man? Well, it starts out with Will Forte is what he thinks the last man on Earth and so he he lives in Tucson, mm-hmm. but he gets in an RV when he like realizes that everyone's like gone or whatever. Yeah, like when it when it's basically like the end of humanity. He gets in an RV and he like travels around the country. He goes to like DC and steals a bunch of shit from the Smithsonian, Good. like paintings and all kinds of other things like that. Uh, and then he, as he's going back to Tucson, he's spray painting billboards that say alive in Tucson. Mm-hmm. And so he goes back to Tucson and then eventually it becomes a whole, um, 
there's like a whole cast of people there um there's will forte and Kristen shaw and then january jones comes in as another character and then uh there's usually about six or seven people in like the little group of survivors left Mm -hmm. and then people die for different reasons um but it's it's a very like it's still a comedy show so there's still things like it's you know two years after the apocalypse but they're still driving cars around right (laughs) and stuff like that so there's a little bit of suspension of disbelief but um yeah it was just a really fun show there was an episode that i tweeted about i want to say it was like season three episode six Mm -hmm. and it's a flashback episode about basically a bunch of rich people that were like how they dealt with the virus and all that kind of stuff Hmm, interesting and basically some these all these rich people basically did a fucking fallout thing where they bought into going into a bunker and they had to take like physicals and do all kinds of tests to get into it yeah but then only only one person made it to the bunker because she was immune oh dang Uh, she makes it to the bunker but she wasn't even she had deterred about it like she wasn't actually supposed to but yeah, it was like she's a ph- philanthropist or whatever, mm-hmm. and all of her friends are dying. But yeah, there's like people walking around and with masks on, and all kinds of stuff. And it's basically like there's some people that just don't believe that it's happening. Yeah. Oh, you mean like today? Yeah. God. That's... Yeah. So it's like I watched that episode and I was like, God damn. So I, it's like if that show had lasted another season, I think it really would have mm-hmm. like hit it home but it got dropped the same time that it was also on fox it got dropped the same time that they dropped brooklyn 99 yeah Mm. but brooklyn 99 got picked up by nbc right and which like nbc's just like a michael sure show we'll collect it yeah (laughs) one more and we'll have the power to destroy the world And the, the Michael Shore shows for NBC are just like the fucking Infinity Stones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> First of all, Michael Shore, as much as I like the shows, I feel like he just remakes the same show over and over again, but with different, oh, yeah. like, conceits. Um, Honestly, kind of. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Like it's I, a recipe for success, though. I mean, yeah, I'm, if it's working... Do your thing, Michael. Do your thing. I mean, it's not like I don't enjoy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not like everybody doesn't enjoy it. Right. I find but, that sometimes uh, there's comfort in formula in that way. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's nice to just sit down and watch something and know the story beats it's going to hit, how it's going to end. You know, even if you don't exactly know, sometimes it's nice to, to watch something and just kind of have an idea right. of what I, I think that I think though that was kind of the downfall for Last Man on Earth because it had its own formula for sure where it was like all the people get together at a place mm-hmm. and then something goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and then they pick up and they move to a different place and that's how it, pretty much every episode was well, no, that's how every season goes. Oh, okay. So, like, season one, they spend in Tucson. Season two, uh, they go to Malibu. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three, 
they're in this like uh season three they go to this like they're in like silicon valley or something and they basically start living in a tech startup office building mm-hmm. that was basically like a house because you know how those like it, it was basically kind of modeled after like how google and apple offices are where it's like it's fun but it's also work yeah yeah <laughs> fun but functional yeah so they so they lived in that in like season three and then season four they go to Ziwatanejo, which is a shopping redemption reference yep and then because there's like two characters that bond over having over loving shawshank redemption i mean good first and of the, all the actor know? the actor that plays todd does a really good morgan freeman impression <laughs> um but yeah, so it's basically like something goes wrong and then something gets worse and then they move. And then it, it is kind of like Will Forte is... He's the main character, but he's also... He's the antagonist in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Because he's just a selfish idiot. Yeah. Um, so it's like him trying to be the coolest guy... And anyone who comes to threaten that status, uh, he hates them at first, and then they come to love each other, and then all this and that and the other thing. But yeah, I, I think it just became too predictable. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the story beats just got kind of worn out after a while. That happens. Uh, Man, it would be kind of nice yeah. if every time a show got canceled and the reason wasn't obvious, we could just, like know why it got canceled you know yeah i mean i don't know maybe that gets i don't really pay attention to like when shows get canceled mostly because i barely watch new tv like i think the most recent show that i'm watching right now is prodigal son and oh man do i have some feelings about that show (laughs) (laughs) oh boy but uh we can get to those later ben what what's a show that got taken from you too soon like a child or something Oh, easy. Or a corn like, dog. The, e- the easiest for that was a show that ended in 2005 when I pretty much was still a child. Yeah. <laughs> was Carnival. Yeah. yeah, you've mentioned it before. It's, it's, I don't want to say it's like the proto-supernatural for me, but it kind of was. It Like, there was a couple of shows growing up my family would watch together mm-hmm. as a family. Uh, the first one I can remember is like like Stargate SG One, and the next one was Carnival. And I don't really know what killed it, to be honest with you, but it was an incredibly interesting show. Yeah. So, you had let me find his name because I can never remember it because I only know him as Ben from the show. His name is Nick Stahl, the actor, and you had Clancy Brown, who were unknowing opposing forces like until like the beginning of season two i think and ben hawkins uh, because it takes place in the dust bowl Mm -hmm. in the 1930s because there's this traveling carnival just going around making their money as they can Mm -hmm. and clancy brown plays like a pastor and he starts to develop both of these characters start developing these weird powers uh, I don't remember exactly what Clancy's characters did, but I know Ben Hawkins could take life from one thing and give it to another. 
like there's this incredible scene as yeah scene from episode one where Ben Hawkins like heals this little like paraplegic girl her legs don't work and he takes all of the life from the plants that are growing around her on this farm and makes her legs work which is beautiful but also they don't have anything to eat now yay in the middle of the fucking dust bowl oh no that's um, boo boo that <laughs> but exactly and what what i always found very interesting about the show was the parents of like brother justin crow played by clancy brown and Ben hawkins played by nick Stoll. Mm-hmm were opposites and like Clancy is the bad guy and Nick Stahl plays the good guy but their dads are reversed and you don't really see Clancy Brown's dad he's only ever referred to as management yeah and just MGMT Hmm. because of the lack of like education stuff back in the day um but at the end of season two there is this crazy cliffhanger where everything is thrown up into the air. Oh, no. Literally everything. Nothing is known. And then it got canceled. And then it got canceled. Oh, that's that's the worst. That's See, that's crazy to me because it won five Emmys. Yeah, it was a fantastic show. I own it on DVD. It's one of the few shows that I set out to buy. A lot of shows can be, you know, like be that critically acclaimed though and still get cancelled that's true if yeah. it, if intended it's... for six seasons holy shit yeah yep now there is a current I don't know how current it is I know it's fairly recent call for somebody incredibly like showtime to remake it yeah and take another stab at it I mean maybe in Cause... this new world people would be into it oh god yeah I mean it's a lot of like themes and whatnot that are still relevant today I would like to think but then again I haven't tried to watch it but even even if it wasn't just like you know with TV being the way it is now Mm. with with us basically like because god I really do feel like people put so much money into critically acclaimed TV like to get their Mm. shows critically acclaimed I mean we're in the golden age of television you know Yeah. not that there weren't really great television shows back then but I feel like maybe now, if it got remade, there is a studio that would take the time and put the money into it, and it mm-hmm. would be more popular because you know of audience expectations and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, if it did come back on, it, that would be, sound like something I'd be interested in watching. You, like I've told you guys about it numerous times. I don't. I'm not sure if Travis would like it, but I do know that you would probably appreciate it if not thoroughly enjoy yeah. it because uh, of the themes and it I don't remember how like true to the source material from what they used it was very faithful mm-hmm. for at least or faithful to but it was at least interesting and I would remember like having very long conversations with both of my parents about everything that happened like every episode wow that's awesome like Supernatural, it would normally, unless it was like a freak of the week and like something incredibly interesting happened, it would normally be like just through dinner. Yeah. But Carnival, we would talk about for a fucking while. That's mm. yeah. Uh, straight up, Carnival did get canceled because of ratings. Yeah. That's fair. I'm looking at the wiki. It, mm. uh, episode one 
had 5.3 million viewers. Episode 2 uh, dropped to 3.4, 3.5. All of season 1 was generally uh, 3, 3.5 to 2.4. And then by season 2, it was 1.7 million. And it was like, nah. Yeah. Uh, I'm... So it was just a super steep decline in those viewers. I'm looking at a list of like BuzzFeed list where they ask, you know, people what shows got canceled too soon and most of them I either don't know or I'm like, yeah, I agree with this. But one of them is Moonlight. What? Moonlight? And I yeah, Moonlight, not Moonlighting, Moonlight. And I think I've talked about Moonlight before on the podcast, but if I haven't, I'm going to talk about it now. It was a show that lasted for one season. It is about vampires. Of course. Yeah. It came out in the mid-2000s. It is bad. It's a bad show. Uh, like, it, it's just not good. Um, but the reason why I watched it is because uh, Jason Durring is in it, or was in it. And um, he played Logan and Veronica Mars. Uh, so I was like, I'm willing to give this a try. Uh, I don't even know what to tell you. So it's like, it's like this guy's a vampire, but also a private investigator. And he meets a human reporter. And they have like a little will they, won't they, but he's a vampire. So, you know, danger zone. And, um... Yeah, it was just not good. Like, it looked really shitty. The acting was meh. The dialogue was bleh. Um, I don't... It rightfully got canceled after one season. <laughs> like, good <laughs> job, TV. Sometimes. You guys did a good job of canceling that. It, sometimes, like, things just need to die. Yeah. yeah. It's... It was not good. I would not recommend that. There are other shows that got canceled too soon that I would be like, watch that. Yeah. Okay, real quick. Not going to talk about it for very long, but I still haven't finished it yet. Um, Hannibal, viewers, if this show sounds interesting to you at all, if me gushing about it has made you be like, I've got to watch this television show, wait until June 5th. Watch it on Netflix. Watch it on Netflix. Do that for me, please. Please, I am begging you. I'm going to rewatch it when it comes out on Netflix. Because I am hoping that if it gets high enough viewers, that Netflix will pick it up for a fourth season. That's kind of what happened to The Killing, I think. That's what happened to Arrested Development. And that was, you know, not very good. But that's okay, because that's that's fine. I only want I only want Hannibal Season 4 if the, if the exact same team can work on it. Like, if they can't get Brian Fuller and Everybody else, then I'm just I'm not, not interested. They can do that. I bet they could though. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. It depends on how they like how much everybody enjoyed making the show. I mean, legitimately, if they get if it happens, it'll be a TV miracle, and I'm going to start believing in God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe God does exist. Well, you heard it here. But first. then, if it's not good, yes. I'm immediately going to lose my faith in God and start worshiping in Satan. Because 
Only Satan can give you what you want and then take it away. I thought that was a monkey's Actually, that's also God. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. (laughs) I'll I'll start believing in God, but I'm going to hate that bitch. (laughs) Fuck. So. All right. Travis, you got another show that you thought ended too soon? Um... I don't think so. I do want to say that uh, Last Man on Earth ended on a cliffhanger. So that's, uh, yeah, that was like a big, um, like, oh man, I gotta find out what happens. And Will Forte mm. did come out and talk about what he had planned for the fifth season, which I think mm. he said was, like, he wanted season five to be the last of it. But he talked about what he had planned and what the cliffhanger, like, was supposed to lead to. God. But uh, yeah, it's just it's a shame that it never saw the light of day. Yeah, I feel that. Man, at least. Well, sorry, go on. Yeah, it's just sometimes like put you put too many balls in your egg basket, or you put all your eggs in one basket rather, and yeah. you just hope and you pray and you don't think it's gonna end, and then the fucking rug gets pulled out from under. Yeah. You. Mm-hmm. And then on the other flip side, you you get to know that your show is going to end, and then you put out a dog shit ending that pisses everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I would rather end ending, even if it's not good, than just a bunch of cliffhangers. You know. Right. That's fair. I would rather but... it get it get and it, it ends on their own on the on the you know their own terms, so to speak. Yeah. That's fair. I... Like, that's how... That's how the killing ends. It's just... It's way too happy. It's like, oh, everybody... It's... Everyone gets what they want, but it doesn't feel right. It just feels like a fucking fever dream. Well, yeah, that, that's unrealistic as shit. Yeah, especially for Seattle. Goddamn. <laughs> but even not Seattle. <laughs> yeah. There are... I don't know... I don't mind a happy ending and I don't and I would much prefer like a bittersweet ending to just a straight up tragedy. Yeah. Yeah. But like you got to it's got to I feel like the characters earn their happy ending. Again, this goes back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago where my favorite endings are ones that I'm just like, "Oh, this makes sense." You know, mm. like once we get there, I'm like, of course it ended this way. It had to end this way because of who these characters are in the situation they were put in. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. feel like that gets back to, you know, the characters earn their happy endings. If these are the type of characters to where it could only end in a tragedy, then it's got to be a tragedy, you know? Mm. Endings are often unsatisfying when they come out of, totally out of left field. That's true. You know? So, for a show like The Killing, which I haven't seen, but I'm somewhat familiar with, to have every character just be like, it's fine, everything's great, would be kind of unrealistic. Because, A, that's not the story it is, and B, every everybody? That just seems weird. Not everybody, but, like, everybody you mainly care about in the show. Okay. Yeah, but even then. But also, like... It's one of those shows where, like, once, like, the first two seasons kind of take, deal with, like, one case, and then the subsequent seasons after that all deal with, like, singular cases. You know how, like, you know how, like, 
in the Lord of the Rings, Frodo has to go to the Grey Haven because he can never go home because he's been so changed by his journey. Even though he set out to save the Shire and he does save the Shire, he hasn't saved it for him. Yeah. Okay. I feel like that's how most endings, de again, depending on the type of story, should have flavors of that feeling, you know? Yeah, like the <laughs> the character has changed in some way, so they can't just settle back in how life was for them before they started their journey. Well, it, yeah, and that's and that in a way is how you get to your happy ending or your bittersweet ending because mm -hmm. not changing is often how you get a tragedy. Yeah. This character's yeah. fatal flaw leads to their doom because they were unable to change to meet the ex or to meet the expectations of the situation they were in. So that's why I get annoyed at like the ending to Harry Potter because and I'm not saying that Harry doesn't change over the course of the season, but it just ends with all is well and that seems so unrealistic to me. Yeah. You know, because all is not well. Mm -mm. A lot yeah, of there's... people he cared about died. Yeah, there's still a lot of unrest at the end of <laughs> Harry Potter. Like, well, there's also that there's also just the fact that like let's be clear wizarding society did that to themselves yeah <laughs> like, that's true like, like the reason why voldemort was able to come to power is because wizarding society let him yeah <laughs> so yeah he's defeated but what about systematic oppression <laughs> <laughs> what about in <laughs> what about a system that works off slave labor what about them <laughs> So, yeah, that's that's part of the... If you've ever been like, why does the ending to Harry Potter s is so unsatisfying? That's part of it. Mm. The, the fact that all is not well, and yet it ends with those words. Yeah. It's... God, it's so fucking unsatisfying. Even the book is just a shitty ending. Yeah, that's the ending. It's, you know what? It's yeah. kind of like... What if the epilogue hadn't been there? It would have been better, I think. Yeah, kind of like how if the ending of How I Met Your Mother didn't have the last ten minutes tacked onto it. Yes. Yeah, it'd be a lot better. Yeah. yeah. Like, if the if the epilogue to Harry Potter wasn't there, we wouldn't have such a weird, unsatisfying ending, and we wouldn't have to know the shitty name that Harry gave his child. Yeah, and <laughs> the cursed child wouldn't have happened. God, this is only a win! Yep. <laughs> all right guys i've been saving my time machine just for this occasion we're going oh, yeah. back and we're we're knocking jk out before she writes the epilogue <laughs> and also gets a twitter we're gonna go ahead and just take her twitter away oh, too geez. yeah so it's it's for the best everybody it's for the best all right think of the rabbits jk <laughs> Oh God! We're not putting her down, <laughs> Wait, Ben. That, <laughs> that was too brutal. My bad. My God bad. Abort. Damn it, ben. Abort. <laughs> All right. Well, those are our thoughts uh, on television shows that got canceled too soon. If you guys have a television show that's like, how dare the gall, yeah. the gall of it all that it got canceled? Please, you know, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or message us on 
you know, through our website because uh, we we like hearing that kind of stuff from you guys. Yeah, stalk us in the street. Yeah, block us in traffic. Ask and, us. Tell us. Uh, watch Watch yeah. Hannibal uh, June fifth when it comes on Netflix. Even if you've already seen it, mm. especially if you've already seen it. <laughs> Watch give it give this to me, please. I need this win. I I need it. <laughs> All right. Well, Travis. Uh-huh. This episode is called My Heart Will Go On. What's it about? Sam and Dean are at a hospital. Mhm. Because uh it, like direct continuation from last episode, they shocked Bobby so hard, they had to give him open heart surgery okay and and they're standing there it's one of those hospitals where you can like watch the operation for some reason and it's going bad and then dean is like no give bobby my heart and then sam's like no dean give him my heart i'll give you my heart if you give bobby your heart and then dean's like but then you won't have a heart and then cassiel's like well everyone please just shut up for a second and then everyone dies because they don't have hearts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Their hearts will not go. Yeah. yeah. It's a misnomer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Everyone's fine. Well, let's find out. Yeah. this episode a lot more than last week's i liked this episode a lot this episode pretty much i had the opposite experience of last week's episode yeah pretty much like last week's episode had some good parts but the flaws were just too much for me to ignore this episode had some flaws but overall my enjoyment of the episode eclipsed those issues that i had yeah like so this this episode's for me it's a it's a solid eight out of ten. We got a pretty good death at the beginning too, like a good Rube Goldberg machine. Oh my of god! A death. <laughs> First of all, it death. is like it is like Sarah Gamble heard our complaints about the deaths in this episode. Yeah, went back in time and stepped it the fuck up, mm-hmm. or in the season heard our complaints about the deaths in the season. Yeah, just even even just the deaths are because yeah so real quick uh the plot of the episode baltazar has gone back in time and unsunk the titanic which of course means there's just like fifty thousand people who are alive when they their ancestors would have died on the titanic fate the actual greek mythology figure or at least one of them is going around and killing the descendants to right the wrong um, the reason why Balthazar has done this is he says it's because he doesn't like the Titanic movie, but in actuality, <laughs> it's because Cassin needs more souls for his holy war. Yeah. Um, eventually, fate just puts her foot down and is like, look, I will kill Sam and Dean unless you go back and fix this, because I already hate them, because they fucked up the apocalypse last season and made me irrelevant. <laughs> Cass is like, I can't watch these two knuckleheads every second of every day, so he goes back resinks the titanic and uh the episode ends 
Oh yeah, and Ellen's alive. Yeah, so. <laughs> this episode had a whole like everything's kind of weird vibe going on because it was like alternate right. timeline. When they got into the Mustang, I was like, yeah. "What the fuck is happening right now?" Yeah, there's no the, the Impala's not there. It's a uh, it's a Mustang, mm-hmm. um, which I think is you know calling harkening back to the fact that they originally were going to be driving a Mustang. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Ellen and Joe are alive because I guess the little like you know it's the butterfly effect. Yeah sort of thing which actually gets referenced in the episode this episode's basically like if final destination met butterfly effect mm-hmm. yeah but supernatural style i would watch that movie in fact i watched that episode Hon- honestly with those two tastes and the fact that i'm not i don't like the butterfly effect yeah. it's not bad <laughs> yeah it's better than expected for sure um but yeah, I really there's a lot of little stuff in this episode that I really liked. And honestly, we get it from even the first scene with Sam Dean and Bobby. So Bobby is in a funk because of Rufus. Right. But in true hunter fashion, he refuses to deal with his feelings. So Sam and Dean have a little like um game of rock paper scissors yeah. to talk to, to figure out who's going to like talk to Bobby to try to bring him out of his funk. And I don't know if y'all remember, but in season one... Dean always chooses scissors. Dean always chooses scissors. Sam goes always with the scissors, Dean. <laughs> and that happened this... He chose scissors again. Yeah. But Sam lost this time. Sam lost because, like an idiot... Look, sometimes the Winchester boys share one brain cell. <laughs> this is true. And sometimes it's Cass's turn with the brain cell, and he had it that oh week. Oh my god! So <laughs> he, sometimes they loan that brain cell out to Cass, and he was busy with yeah, it. Yeah, he really so, was. Yeah, he was. They, they were like, "You're fighting a war. Go ahead and take it. You need it more than us." <laughs> so yeah, I uh, really, really liked that, and. Um, there's just a bunch of little stuff that happens that I really enjoy. Like, again, like the deaths. Uh, I like the... So, Cass is like, fate's gonna be gunning for you. Except, you know, said like Cass. Accidentally paused my recording. Fuck. Claps again. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. So Cass is like, fate's going to be gunning for you. And, and Sam and Dean are like, okay, well, well, we'll use that as bait to draw her out. And then you can kill fate. And so they're walking around and they just keep <laughs> running into death acts. Like, hoops the fuck has oh ever been God. walking downtown and come across a knife and hatchet throwing circle? Right? It was fate. <laughs> that whole scene. It kind of reminded me of. Um, oh yeah, bad day at Black Rock. Uh, what was it? Black Rock, Bad Rock. This this. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It reminded me of yep. that. Where like, except they realized that they could die at any moment because of their luck. Yep. Whereas normally so when like, they oh, can't God, we die, gotta be careful. <laughs> they they just continue just fucking around. Yeah. Oh my god. 
I like that the guy they save. Um, so one of the uh, the descendants of somebody who died in the Titanic. Um, they end up saving him from getting hit by a car. But then he immediately gets hit by a bus. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. With his name on it. With, with his Jesus. fucking name on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. Because he was like an accident injury lawyer. <laughs> God. Imagine waking up in an alternate universe where your ancestors survived the Titanic, therefore allowing your life to happen, and you use it to become a goddamn ambulance chaser. You know who would never? Clive Baskervilles. Yep. He devotes his time to actual law. <laughs> Actually, no. In the show, Clive Baskervilles is very much an ambulance chaser, but like, you know, specifically with people who have been accused of supernatural murder. So... He very much is like, Clive's like, have you or your loved ones been injured by a ghost? Call today. Oh, was that what the hounds of Baskerville I mean, that's where about? I got the name, yes. Oh my god. Clive Baskerville's attorney at law. Right, You're here. There's nothing up here. Yeah, I think you're right. Also, I appreciate the fact that they actually had My Heart Will Go On playing the episode. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that was another little moment because Sam and Dean wake up in the Apollo. Oh, yeah, that which, was great. That's got to be uncomfortable for Sam. He's so tall. He's too tall for that car. And um, But yeah. Sam and Dean wake up yeah. in the Impala and My Heart Will Go On is playing. And uh, I was kind of impressed that they got the rights to that song. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Celine Dion is a fan of the show, but I will say, uh, poor Celine Dion did not get her due this episode. First of all, this was just, let's shit on Celine Dion the episode. No. First of all, I am pretty (laughs) sure she was famous pre- It really was. Pre-Titanic. Like, I don't think My Heart Will Go On just left her into the public eye. Like, I'm 95% oh, sure she had other things going on. I'm actually looking it up right now. Yeah, she did. There's a little lie in the episode Definitely. where, like, she, she Dobbs like, uh, I, I killed, I brought back the Titanic because I hated this movie and I, you know... I was tired of hearing that Celine Dion song and Sam and Dean are like Celine Dion and Balthazar's like she's a little no name lounge singer in French Canada don't don't worry about it and I was just like I'm I'm 95% sure that she was a name well yeah it's like a bare naked lady situation where like Celine Dion's big song in the United States was My Heart Will Go On but she had bunches of other work that was already popular in Canada beforehand. Can and Celine Dion? Any other Canadian musical acts other than Bare um, Naked Ladies? Other than, yeah. yeah. Other than those two. Um, it's all coming Justin back to Bieber. me now. That was Wait, another Celine Dion song that I yeah, remember. All right. And yeah. it's all coming back to me. No, stop. About Justin Bieber? I'm going to look up Canadian <laughs> singer-songwriters. Because I'm sure there are a lot of them, we just don't know them. Caps locks. There is a lot of them. 
Mm. Oh, well, they can go back to Canada. I think, I think Rush is Canadian, right? Yes. Like, m- maybe... <laughs> maybe it's for the best. I said maybe it's for... Oh, uh, Leonard Cohen's ca- Canadian. I don't know if... Do what? They're from America. No, I think no. Green Day is Canadian band. No, they're from... Uh, like a... No, they're from like a... They are Canadian. Or they are American. Oh. They're from like a San Francisco, I believe. Katie Lang's Canadian. I thought one of them was at least. And Joni Mitchell Canadian. and Alanis Morissette. And the most important person on this list, Avril Lavigne. Oh, Brian Adams. God. Let's see. I don't know who told me. Someone Come told on, me they're that a bunch of American Green Day was Canadian, and I just believed it. I think. I think yeah. I think you just <laughs> believed it and never looked it up. <laughs> it was one of those things, like in that Tom Segura bit, how he believed that um, Tommy Lee Jones was gay because his dad said so. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty I sure mean, it I just sounds had, believable. I just fucking you know? did that situation on myself like, with Green no Day. One, no one would expect anyone to not tell you the truth on yeah. that. Why wouldn't they, you know? Just seems silly. Yeah. Exactly. Again, they have an well, album yeah. called American Idiot. I'm pretty sure... I don't yeah, think but it, you it, can you can rag on America and not be from America. No, but it, like to make if that you album, listen to that album, it's so personal, and I feel American. like, yeah, god damn mm. it. Oh, you're not wrong. Yeah. There's yeah, I looked up Canadian on Wikipedia. I just, Canadian I just looked up on Wikipedia a list of Canadian bands. Canada. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that we guess what we There's offended you in that way <laughs> turns out we a know a lot of singer songwriters from canada we just didn't know they were canadian so that's that's rb yeah well that's like isn't um isn't mike myers canadian too yeah and Cohen, man is i did Rick not Moranis know he was canadian canada. i think he is i assumed he was from i don't know one of the coasts, I guess. Hmm. Or British, to be honest. Yep, uh, John, or Michael John Myers. He's Good from Canada. He's from Scarborough, Canada. <laughs> yes. oh, I heard they have a lovely fair there. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> have you been to Scarborough Fair? I haven't, but I've heard it's lovely. Canadian actors. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling, Jim Carrey, Seth Rogen, Michael J. Fox, Dan Aykroyd, who is currently going insane, Devin, Donald Sutherland, Michael Sarah. Mike I didn't Myers, know Rachel McAdams was from Canada. Keanu Reeves from Canada? McAdams, damn. Keanu Reeves is Canadian? Nathan Fillion. What? I thought that yep. boy oh, was for sure American. Eugene Levy, John Get Candy, the fuck Nathan Fillion, here. as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Howard Mandel, that kind of makes sense. 
Hayden Christensen. <laughs> it's amazing that Stephen Amal can kill all those children. <laughs> Guys, there's so many Canadian actors. Oh yeah, Rick Moranis just... is Canadian. I'm so shocked. Oh my god. So I've been working on a joke for a while, and I don't think it's going to pan out. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it on the podcast. <laughs> Where, <laughs> so the joke idea I had was like. Man, I am tired of nice. all these immigrants coming <laughs> over here and stealing our jobs, by which I do not mean Hispanic people. I mean British actors. Look, I was too young to care about a British Batman, so I didn't mention it. But three <laughs> out of the four little women? That's ridiculous. Those are American jobs. <laughs> Look it up. Three out of the four little women are played by British actors, which I did not I did not know that Florence Pugh was British and then I saw an interview with her and I was like, Get That's crazy. the fuck out of here. And she's she is, she's very British. In English even. What? I was like, I didn't know Hugh Laurie was British until I watched his uh show with Stephen Fry. That's amazing. I did not know that either. Oh no, I didn't know that he was British. I didn't know that you didn't know that he was British. I thought British. he was just flat out British. Okay. Actually, I think that, uh. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, I think that, uh. The, girl, the woman who plays Joe. I'm pretty sure she's Irish, but I don't know if she comes from British Ireland. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's fucking ridiculous. Moral of the story, people come from everywhere. That's true. The world's <laughs> a real big place. Can we talk about how Whitewood, Russia, because I think that's what it was called, Whitewood, Russia, just looks like Vancouver? Was it? Was that supposed to be a joke about the altered timeline? I guess. Because I they were know. like, white, white Russia. Hmm. Like... Yeah, was it supposed to be, like, because of the altered timeline, there were, like, extra global warming happened or something? Like, I don't yeah. know what that was about. I have no goddamn idea. I think, like, so they had to hide from fate anyway, I think, is mm -hmm. what what was going on there. But, yeah. Uh, Maybe it's an Iceland-Greenland situation where they went to White Russia, and then fate went to... I don't what? know, sunny Russia, but sunny Russia is actually <laughs> actually super about? cold, and white Russia is like okay. Well, just as long temperate. as you guys know, maybe I have no idea where uh, cats take Sam and Dane like after the mm. fate, like after like they meet with fate at like, yeah. the end of the episode, where like the AC unit is falling on them, and like cats like vamooses them somewhere or else, or when they're, and they're in standing their, in like, their the car. Woods. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. No, before that. Like, that, what I'm talking about takes place in between... Oh, no, no, yeah, it's when they were, oh, when yeah, they yeah, were going yeah. in that empty building and fate turned on all the gas. Yeah, That's what it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, and then Castiel okay. zoomed them out and of And they there. mentioned R mm. White Russia? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's where Cass took him to Russia to Maybe hide that's for a, a second. Thing. Oh. 
Stefan and white okay. Russell. Okay, yeah, I did the same thing. And I got so, Belarus. Huh. Cass took them to Belarus. Which is like to the right of Poland and like it's it's on the same border as Poland, Lithuania, and Latvia before Russia. So, I've actually huh. read that yeah. Belarus has one of the worst I don't know why dictatorships in, there, in, in Europe. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. Were they calling... Oh, yeah, uh, there's a uh, whole article about human rights in Belarus. Probably not, but hey. Um, we are. <laughs> nice. Well, the the, the human lefts in Belarus are also Goodbye. not doing well. President Alexander <laughs> Lukashenko, yeah, has described himself as having an authoritarian ruling style. Well, at least he knows. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so tired of these dictators just well, trying yeah, to deny. Yeah, at least he's self-aware about it. <laughs> dictatorship, and he's just like, nope, I'm. It's a thing. <laughs> yep. He knows what he is and owns it. Right. Which I mean, good, good for him. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he's, he understands what he is. I can respect oh, that boy. dictator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought when we were going to talk, like, start this episode? Human rights in Belarus. Shows yeah. that shouldn't have ended, and ended up talking about Eastern European. Yeah. <laughs> Eastern European dictators. Right. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the best tangent we have ever taken. Oh man. That's a show. We yeah, we went from Canadian, Which unrelated Canadian musicians to Canadian actors to to uh Eastern Europe locations. Yep. <laughs> this You're is an it. amazing this... show. Why don't we have the awards? <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't anyone sponsor us? God damn it. I think we have to talk to them first. Uh, they okay. have to like us. Let's talk about we things we likeable. didn't like in the episode. I think we're likable. Um The Well, that's just a general complaint about Balthazar I have about the was show. In this episode enough. Like, also, even before Balthazar gets introduced, I just want to go back and be yeah. like, Swan Song, mm, pretty good episode. Not enough Balthazar. <laughs> the monster at the end of this book? Mm, all right. Yeah. Balthazar ah. could have been used more. Uh, no, my my major yeah. issue with this episode is a major issue I have with the show at yeah. large, and that is um, Ellen, Ellen and Joe being back. Well, Joe's not really back. Ellen being back. Uh, I like the actress who plays Ellen. I like the yeah. character of Ellen. I was super upset when they died. Definitely think they could have gotten more out of them. No, just in back in season five. In this episode, when they originally died. They I to. Again, this is another instance oh, okay. of... Uh, 
she fridged right. so nice. She fridged so nice. They fridged her twice. Um, actually, the first time yeah. Ellen and Joe died, can that be considered fridging? Okay. No, I don't think so. What makes a fridging? Because they weren't well, killed out of their control. Like, they chose to die. Yeah, they in, died. So, fridging... Way. But then they did my, die to save Sam and Dean, Fridging, I believe, so. requires the death um, to inspire or, like... the. It requires the... Uh, like, the... So, stuffed in the fridge is where a character, usually a woman, but not always, is killed off to inspire another character to action mm -hmm. or provide, like, angst, right? So, or just angst in general. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be man angst, but again, right. usually. Well, I think the only reason they really brought Ellen yeah. back was to give Bobby somebody to talk to while Sam and Dean Oh, we don't like Joe. We're off gallivanting. <laughs> Joe's busy. I mean Joe might have been busy, back. I don't know. And Yeah. Not Joe. I meant I meant Judy. I meant Judy. Judy's yeah, busy. Yeah, Joe was busy. <laughs> she yeah. was so busy she couldn't even be seen. Yeah. But I think they brought her back to fridge her to inspire Bobby but then yeah. get rid of her without Bobby being able to appreciate her being back I so I don't know if this could be called fridging think, in this context I am just tired look if you're gonna kill off a character let them be dead alright that's my thing like don't bring Ellen back just let her be dead Yeah. she died in a way that ha left a lot of emotional impact she was a great character. It, if you were, if you wanted to bring her back, don't kill her off. Which I know, like with the switch in head and head mm. teams, like I think that is, you know, obviously Sarah Gamble didn't really have a ch choice in that, I guess, as much, or I don't know how much of a choice she had, but like, I'm just. It's just a thing, you know? It's a thing that goes on, and it just keeps yeah. happening in the show. And I'm just like, dude, mm. stop doing this. Well, this is like what... This is like what yeah, when really they'd already been dead. happened that they brought somebody back to kill them subsequently? Yeah. yeah. I think it would have been a little I think it would have hit home a little bit more if well that would have been way too Ellen soon. coming back maybe Rufus came back yeah do you think I feel like it would have yeah. been a really cool move for the show to do a too soon move like that though see my my thing is is like maybe instead of Ellen it's yeah. Rufus because then Bobby can like have his little heart to heart be, or, or something because maybe in the alternate timeline th that Omaha situation went different or something you know yeah so maybe it like maybe Bobby actually gets to get his feelings out about Omaha but then snap back to timeline where he never got to do that I don't know I can dig that I I just feel like seeing Ellen again was kind of it didn't 
invoke yeah. anything in me as like a watcher of the show mm-hmm. other than other than literally I, I started writing notes and then I yeah. stopped writing notes after I wrote what the fuck is so going on for the third time my... in a row. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like a my girl wants for the what the fuck moment with But what you got already. Ellen coming back is the same issue I have with any character once they come back. And the worst defenders of this are, are Sam and Dean. But when ev- when it happens with every character, it gets just super annoying. Death becomes cheap. Like, this, I remember watching, and this doesn't happen mm-hmm. until later. Yeah. But, um, so, spoiler alert, Cass, or spoiler alert, Travis, sorry. In the future, in a future season, Cass dies. I know, your mind's blown. So, in a future season, Cass dies. And this is a season where I had been, like, (laughs) tweeting. I was watching it, and I was tweeting my thoughts out as they came. And I literally remember tweeting, like, oh, man, Cass is dead. Wonder when he'll be back. Yeah. And then, legitimately, the next season, he came back after, like, five (laughs) episodes. And I was like, fuck, I'd completely forgotten that Cass died. At the end of the season. Like, completely forgot it was a thing. And I was just like, what the, what the oh, fuck is happening? Man. Like, and it's, I feel like that's not even a spoiler, Travis, because death is so cheap and everyone dies at least once. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, and, it's and, and, and the show it's, for how long okay. now? There are shows where anyone can die and it's, it's legitimately shocking or gets an emotional response from you, right? But with Supernatural, they've they've sh- they've done it too much. They've shot the load yeah. to the point where it becomes a joke, which is fine if every subsequent time a character dying was a huge joke. But then they try to have these like serious moments about it and it's just like mm-hmm. why are you, why are you trying to make me care about this character dying? I know they're going to come back. You know? Yeah, they should have. Yeah, should have treated it like Dragon Ball or something, where they knew, like after the third or fourth time somebody came back. God, like, well, no, it would have actually been kind I of. Guess cool. we can try and bring them back somehow. To bring everyone back, yeah, that would have been awesome. If they no, the, um, Dragon Balls to bring. There back. is a kind of existential <laughs> horror that comes from the idea of not being able to die. And at this point, and again, I don't know how the show's going to end, and we won't know until next fall, but at this point, Sam and Dean Mm -hmm. have died so often and then come back to life that they're basically immortal. Wouldn't it be kind of cool if, like, one of the characters had, like, a legitimate breakdown over the fact that they can't die? That would be amazing. Yeah, that except it's not really even amazing. the curse of... They like don't even the get to the cool part of immortality, immortality where they that. can't die because they keep getting killed but then come back to life. At some point, you think Sam or Dean would be like, holy shit, are we ever going to permanently <laughs> well, die? Are we ever going to be able to permanently yeet ourselves off this mortal coil? Like... 
at that point, I feel like that's something that Supernatural should address. And they should stop trying to make every, like all the major, and it's worse with the major characters yeah. for sure. But the fact that even the side characters get on it is just like, guys, yeah. fellas, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I legitimately, I'm in season 13 yeah, right now. I legitimately don't know the last time I felt like an actual emotion at a character dying. Even ones that I knew were permanently going to be leaving the show. So Ellen coming back for one episode only to be killed off again just yeah. just is every issue I have with how death is treated on this show. Death the concept, not death the character, who of course I love. Um, every issue I have with how death is treated on this show, yeah. like in a microcosm. There was a... See, imagine if to bring somebody back they had to there, yeah. there was a struggle, I mean, and they actually had to deal with death, yeah, the character. That kind of happens later, I feel like. I mean, it happens kind of... It happens later, and it happens earlier, well, and like, see, once. But it doesn't I still hold that one of the most gut-wrenching deaths in the show yeah, is when Sam like dies yeah. at the end of season two. And that, that death is effective for a couple of reasons. One, the characters hadn't been just volleyballed yeah back and forth between living and, and death several times so you know that was part of it but they weren't just like jumping across yeah. the, the line between the, you mm. know mortality and death <laughs> like it was a fucking game of Red Rover like that wasn't a thing yet <laughs> yeah. just like Red Rover Red Rover send Sam back over <laughs> um even when Sam died at the end of season two, <laughs> I don't think I was like, oh my god, Sam's permanently dead. Um, but I do remember being affected by it because right, yeah. what Dean sacrificed held some weight. You know? And Dean's reaction to Sam dying really mm. mattered. It, it, it felt... the Even though I knew, even back when I was watching it for the first mm. time, that Sam was going to come back to life. I still felt like his death had some meaning because it wasn't just like, boom, you're back. It was Dean has to risk his immortal soul to get Sam back, you know? And I, and, and death was just had weight back then. And now yeah. it's just like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Part. See, that's the big problem with this season as a whole, the beginning to end, is we've seen all these tricks yeah. way better at different times earlier in the show. Like, if there had been a struggle to bring Sam back instead of yeah. just like, oh, hey, he's been back since pretty much you saw him die. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, but, same. It's. I can't wait to get done with this fucking season. Uh, yeah. That's. I've yeah. said that to a couple of people. I don't think I've said it on the podcast yet. But yeah, fuck season six. Yeah. It's got some fun ideas, but goddamn. I mean, like, the idea of something like this, where there is an alternate timeline because of some angel fuckery, like that's yeah. pretty cool. I like the way that they eased it in. Mm -hmm. Because Ellen's it was back. like, you what's know, going on they here? They get in the Mustang. Obviously, something is off. 
and she's married um, to Bobby. What's happening here? Yeah, Which Ellen's I actually back. really like them together. What, what the fuck is now I kind of wish it had been more um, of a thing when Ellen was actually alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, what? There was one other thing that really like tipped it off to be an alternate timeline before they went right out and said it. But I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. the fact that nobody knew that the Titanic A was yeah. a boat or B. Oh, that's sink. what it was. Yeah, it was like I've never heard of the fucking Titanic. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> because obviously, yeah, if if the it's Titanic cool had successfully made its maiden yeah. voyage, it would have been like, okay, so what? Yeah, it's a cool boat. It'd probably yeah. be anchored in some dock. The notable like the thing about USS the boat Alabama was that it would have been something. what, like exactly. the largest, you know, commercial liner. At the time, it was the largest commercial liner at the time, but the most okay, notable yeah, thing I mean, I agree. Titanic is that it fucking. But got what I'm saying sunk. is that in this alternative yes, universe, so. I can imagine like it probably gets a footnote in, like the Titanic would have gotten a footnote in history classes, right? Like if you're studying, you know, American history post Civil oh, right. yeah, War, yeah, it yeah. probably gets brought up as like a little. The largest boat at the time was the Titanic. This is an important technological thing, and then like it just doesn't get mentioned again. Hmm. Although I don't really remember studying the Titanic even sinking. In exactly. Yeah. Basically. Whatever. The point is, is that. Yeah. I remember it being brought up is all i don't remember spending too much time on it i think i think we may in one of my history classes may have watched like the first quarter or first half of titanic because it was about like you know look at all these people and look how they're you know obviously all the poor people are in the bottom of the boat and all the you know rich high class people are in they get to walk out on the deck and you know oh, eat the food and stuff. All the and then, poor people, but all the poor people have more food. fun anyway. They get to partying downstairs. Poor tears. <laughs> and then you stop right before you see okay, what was it tits? Yeah. As a poor yeah, I think person, we did, well, you get yeah, to sit like there that. and just be <laughs> sad about your state in life. But, <laughs> and then the teacher fast forwarded to the scene where the boat was like sinking and then we watched the boat sink and he like we got to the part where the guy falls and you off were like, the top fuck and every- hits the uh the propeller all the way down hey did you not get to see kate winslet's and then the titties? teacher was like hey that was pretty cool wasn't it <laughs> no, i mean what? i did when i watched it on my own we had very different schooling experiences travis we watched the 1960s <laughs> romeo and juliet although there was that movie had underage titties, there, so. Oh no! If you were oh, in, uh, if you were in Latin, oh, no. you got to see fucking uh, I Claudius. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh yeah! One of the other mo- tiny moments I like about the episode is that Dean is a fan of Titanic. What I didn't like about that moment is he's only a fan of Titanic because of Kate Winslet's rack. I'm just like, let Dean just like Titanic. It's not that. Right. Titanic is a has okay. Are we really gendering people liking Titanic now? Can you only be into Titanic if you're a woman? <clears throat> yeah. Maybe you can be into or Titanic if you love big ass boats. <laughs> I like Billy Zane. No one likes Billy Zane. The Rocketeer. 
What other movies has Billy Zane done? Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. Movie. What else has Billy Zane done? Let's see. Yeah. Oh, Back to the Future, uh, The Phantom, Tom Berenger's The Sniper. I could dig that. He mm. was in Kingdom Hearts. I just like Tom Berenger. He was in he was in Murder She Wrote. He did Scorpion King three? Holy shit! <laughs> we didn't need the first one. Pocahontas two. Oh, Why did we need a sequel? <laughs> You're not wrong. He was also and this <laughs> he also is important. Holmes and Watson in a TV movie Holy for shit. Murder She Wrote. Yeah. Oh god. Wait, what do you mean that's wow? Murder She Wrote's great. That's rough. Or no, she wasn't. He wasn't in a TV movie. He was just in an episode. I've got to watch know. that episode now. Oh my god! Uh, so a lot of actors got slammed this um, this season or this episode. Like, what did poor Ashton Kutcher ever do to Supernatural? A lot of yeah, yeah. You know. What, what came out of Ashton Oh, butterfly Kutcher's effect. That's why he's able to be brought up. This. What about Dude, Where's My Car? That and Punked, I think, right? Oh, yeah. I really don't think Sam and Dean would be a fan. Yeah. I think Sam might. I don't think Dean would be a fan of stoner movies. Of, like, certain stoner movies, at least. Mm-hmm. Let's see, this episode takes place in, what, 2011, pretty much? Yeah, you got Killers, Valentine's Day, Personal Effects. And then he was also in Guess Who, which was just a remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, except, you know, race flipped. I have seen the original Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and it is great. Have you seen the original Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? It's a really good movie. Um, Also... You just have to say Spencer Tracy, and, and I'm in. Yeah, the remake I've not I've only seen parts yeah. of it, and it's not very hell good. yeah. First of all, it's the the humor is much broader. Yeah, and Sydney Poitier. That's true. So, yeah, but I mean, it's got at least Bernie Mac in it. So yeah, you got I would highly least. recommend watching Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, the OG movie. Um. Yeah, let's talk mm. about our main, I guess, antagonist. Fate. Is she an antagonist, or is she just doing her damn job? <laughs> she is. Uh, I think so she's just doing her fucking job. The reason why Balthazar job. has unsung the Titanic is because Cass needs souls. He needs souls so he can fight his civil war. It's not going well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really understand how the soul thing works. I think that's a little too. It's too wiggy a concept. Like it's not a very concrete. I mean, souls aren't concrete, so that's part of it. But like, yeah. so fifty thousand people come back to life, and Sam mm-hmm. gets to use that soul energy, or not Sam? Cass gets to use that soul energy. I'm not. Under, I'm not quite sure how, why he would get it and not Raphael, you know, or like how. Like, do they have to die? 
Yeah. I, yeah. It, but I don't know. Again, it is real wiggly really how care. that works. Like, I'm, I'm not too particular on it either way. Um, what I do care about is, so it's uh, Atropos is the fate person we see, and we'll get to her more in the Freak of the Week. But she's got a bone to pick with Cass, Sam, and Dean because they fucked with fate last season. So last season, this episode is you can't fight fate, and last season right. was actually well, maybe you can fight fate a little bit. <laughs> Just a titch. As a treat. Yeah, we can fight fate a little bit. You can fight fate just a little bit as a treat. Um, but yeah, what did what did y'all think about her? I thought she was interesting, and I thought it was a cool, like, uh, yeah, very like a non-direct villain. Yeah. What do you think, Travis? I I liked it. I liked how there was. Obviously, it was like you can't just yeah find fate. You know, <laughs> you have to wait around for her. yeah wait um, for her to strike. Yeah, wait for her to strike. Um, but I uh, I, don't I know. thought it was interesting. How, <laughs> I guess um, I mean I don't know. Fate was pretty cool. So usually, when pagan deities are around they're at odds with the judeo-christian mythic characters but this is a case where um fate is actually working with mm. the judeo-christian pantheon <clears throat> yeah i i did think yeah. that was interesting i i had forgotten about that until you said that just now that yeah it was like God put the fates down there to do and a job. And that's to keep the universe a ticket. So it's like, is all of it tick, like, you know. A talking even. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are the are the lesser gods that yeah. we've met, like the pagan gods that don't have power anymore because no maybe, one prays I mean, to them. <clears throat> stuff like that. Like, the, were they also put there? The, uh, the, the you know judeo-christian god was like look work with us or get out of town and the other gods were like we're gonna get out of town but the fates were like no we can pretty much do our work anywhere under any pantheon so we're cool with it we're hip yeah so yeah we'll get more into her like details details in the freak of the week section but uh, i did enjoy her um as a character uh, I'm a little... Mm, the other issue I had with this episode was I feel like... I don't mind that Fate has a bone to pick with Sam and Dean and Cass over what happened in Season 5. Um, and I feel like her issues with like the right. rule book being thrown out, you know, and suddenly everything's just chaos and fate is partly about order and everything having its place and keeping in its time like I do think that's an interesting concept and actually very important to one of the overall themes of the season with the civil war and other angels being like either embracing their newfound freedom or being scared of it but I do think it's kind of interesting how mm -hmm. one of the major themes, I would say the most major theme of season 
five and one of the most important conflicts of the whole show is fate versus free will and then this episode is like actually fate wins you know um when last season free will was the winner so to speak i don't know maybe this is maybe this is less fate wins and fate fate gets to win sometimes look look give her this please yeah yeah oh my god another really little moment i liked in the episode was when uh they figured they figured out that it's fate and they tried saving the russo guy but they didn't and then sam sees fate looking out a window and sam's like she looked like a librarian and dean goes my yeah go on dean goes do you mean the way he Michael said it though was so Sam's good like, well, was was, he was so sarcastic he was like well she wasn't fucking naked so <laughs> fuck you dean <laughs> Yeah, no. I don't think uh, I, appreci- Rodica, I appreciated that uh, that little exchange. Again, yeah. Sam, man, Sam and Dean were just on it this episode. I liked their back and forth. I liked the little brother moments they had. Like there was something that happened where yeah. I was just like, God, that is such a brother thing. It was the oh, yeah. it was the uh, the rock paper scissors. That is so appropriate. Apropos, yeah. even. So. Oh, I like how Fate's main weakness is just an ornate <laughs> knife. I'm sure it's got like some fancy name, and it's like this is the one way you kill Fate. But Balthazar almost killed Fate, and yeah, oh, I thought was it, no, I, I thought it, it was just like, his regular old like the angel knives. Oh yeah, no, I don't know. I I was kind of like not paying attention to that part. That's good. I mean, not that I wasn't paying attention, but I was like looking at other areas of the screen other Mm. than the knife, I guess. beautiful face. Yeah, that's probably what I was... (laughs) I I was just looking at Balthazar the whole time. (laughs) That's fair. That's what I was doing, too. But I feel like Balthazar should have just gone rogue and killed her Well, then we'd have to... Because I feel like Keep that would Ellen make the rest of the make sense happen. to me, at least. <laughs> I... No, it's um, yeah. Thought that... Um... Yeah. I thought it was interesting that Cass didn't tell Sam and Dean the real reason why the Titanic was unsunk. He let Sam and Dean believe that it was because Balthazar had an issue with with the movie. Gonna have to keep an eye on this shady bitch. I'm I'm, I'm sure this will all work out. You know what? (laughs) I feel like this episode should have happened earlier in the season. Yeah. Like, did we really need the dog episode? Yeah. Yeah. Did we really need to spend that much time on the monster thing? Did we really need Gramples? Yeah, that was this season. I know it felt like ten years ago. This season, the dog people guys. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. 
Yeah. It makes everything seem this... so goddamn long. I don't remember anything before right? quarantine now. It's my... Everything has just been quarantine. Oval teen. Okay. There I no feel like... Teen. Yeah. What I have to say about this episode is what I have to say about all the good episodes of this season overall great episode wish it had happened in a different season or a different part of the season or we could have focused more on this and less on mm-hmm. the other shit that was going on but you can't always get what you want fucking true well I didn't need this either but you know I mean Sometimes whatever you get what you all right uh, let's talk about the freak of the week no beep Let's talk about them fates. Yeah! Mm-hmm. Let's uh, talk about them, please. Supernatural pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I mean, this is... This is pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, you may remember seeing the fates in... Uh, all three of them in Disney's Hercules. <clears throat> yeah, they all shared their eyeball. And yeah, I they do also remember them, because they all shared their eyeball, right? Somebody's yeah, time to die. Um, so the fates are three sisters, and they're usually portrayed as yeah. like old crones, but sometimes show up as maiden, like younger women. So even that was pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three of them, and I'm gonna fuck up these names. Uh, Clotho is the one who spins the thread of life. Lachesis uh, measured the like allotment of the thread, and Atropos, who is the fate sister he was featured in the episode was the one who cut it so even her being the one who appears is actually very appropriate and yeah that was the fate's nice. job they hung out they they cut each mortal's thread they've been around since the beginning of humankind and they they cut the threads that signify a mortal's life from birth to death and all the parts in between they're also in charge of doling out the way they die so if you lived a good life you know you get to die in your sleep but Mm. if you like are a bad person who disrespected the gods you get like monsters set after you pretty much um they originally appeared back in the uh, uh, theogony which is you know a source of a lot of greek myths at least written and that says that they are the fatherless daughters of nyx or night mm. um, but mm-hmm. then in later versions of their myths they're actually the daughters of Zeus and, and Themis and uh, why the fuck not I mean 95% of myth- mythological creatures are just the children of Zeus so so yeah um, you can't fight fate unless it turns out you can although that doesn't usually work out for you uh, and I have a little little myth that involves the fates that I'd like to share. Yeah, that deals with uh, Heracles' mother. Ooh. So, Heracles is the son of Zeus and Alcamene. Uh, Alcamene actually ma- named Heracles Heracles in an attempt to honor Hera so that she wouldn't fuck with him too much. This didn't work. Huh. Also, <laughs> Alchemene, <laughs> the word that's used in the myth is seduction, but Zeus did not seduce Alchemene, all right? Zeus 
uh, pretended to be her husband. Yeah. Zeus, oh. you you vagabond. Zeus. Oh, God, and that is so Zeus, isn't it? <laughs> He's Zeus. just always turning into swans. You little rascal. Cows or the most insidious of all golden rain showers to get women pregnant. Um, But yeah, so Alchemene realizes that she is the... Uh, <laughs> Is, is the mother of a demigod and names her son Heracles to try to, you know, make it so that Hera doesn't try to destroy his life. This does not work out well. Uh, hey, you know how Heracles mm-hmm. and, and Meg had a really, or Hercules and Meg had a super cute relationship in the movie? Well, in the Greek myth, Hera strikes Heracles with madness and yeah. uh, Heracles ends up ripping Meg and their children apart. With his bare hands. So, that's unfortunate. Nice. Oh. Isn't it? That's some fucking Kratos <laughs> shit right there. But anyways, uh, Hera, Hera actually worked with the goddess of um, childbirth and the fates to uh, prolong Alcamene's labor so that she would never have Heracles. He would never be born. And eventually, Alcamene's handmaiden realized what was happening and distracted the fates and the goddess of childbirth um, to, so that her Heracles could be born. Uh, this did not work out well for her. For her trouble, she was turned into a weasel who could only get pregnant through her ears and could only give birth through her mouth. Yeah. Huh. Mm. Right? Yeah. Man, if you want to know body horror, read some fucking Greek myths. That's true. Like, <laughs> there's people fucking, there's people popping out of heads, out of mouths, out of bellies, out of My any possible body part you can imagine. Someone and the reason has why it's called metamorphoses there. is uh, <laughs> because everyone's turning into something. You can get turned into a tree, a bird, a woman. You can get turned into anything. Yeah. Uh, The fates have been tricked by Apollo. He got them (laughs) drunk once so that he could spare uh, someone else's life. Um, Yeah. Those fates always getting drunk and accidentally letting people live. You know how it is. Um, but yeah, Supernatural, again, pretty much nailed it. Got the details right. Even the threads played a part in the episode. So, because the threads keep getting dropped whenever fate, you know. Hell yeah. Does her thing. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool how fate didn't, yeah, like, just I thought that kill was these a cool people. Again, it's too. a final destination death. She, like, moves, you know, one thing, and then this starts a chain of events that oh, yeah. leads to quite frankly some gruesome murders which of course you know i'm here for so 10 out of 10 fate you get an a plus so that okay this begs the question Mm -hmm. when in the cold open when that guy is stumbling around his garage because fate has messed with him 
he almost falls on his shears. Is that just like that is that's fate's design, right? Like that is fate going. Yep. <laughs> look at this! Yep. It almost happened. It almost yeah, happened, but it will, still will, but not the five. way you think. This will happen, but not the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fate, man. Her designs are unknowable. And cool. Mm-hmm. Again, just a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I mean, that's, that's Murder, She Wrote for me. That's what I got. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, right? It makes it so much easier when Supernatural yeah. does it, good, right? Good job. Hell yeah. Because it's like, yeah, they did it. Yeah, good job, Supernatural. <laughs> they did all the research and again, for you. I'm glad that this is, it was a good episode. Like, yeah, I had some problems, particularly with Ellen and um, that. But overall, my just my enjoyment of the episode is, is over, you know, overall what pulls me through oh one of the things i liked again supernatural says women's rights um the uh so this gets brought up a lot where they're just like okay we'll just send bounces are back to resync the titanic i mean getting killed is a lot different than just not being born and i was like you're damn right correct supernatural correct it's not quite the same hell yeah but, you know take from that what you will um but yeah, good. Good job. Good job. Yeah. The only issue is that they're like... Good job, Supernatural. Well, we can't do that because Hell then Ellen yeah. and Joe will die. And Ellen puts the kibosh on that real quick. She's just like, no. I like her and, El- I like her and Bobby together. I think, you know, yeah. it shows... And honestly, part of Bobby's like healing in this episode is facilitated by Ellen just pushing him around and being like... I will kick your ass unless you deal with some feelings. Which is maybe not the healthiest way, but, you know. She also makes soup. Yeah. I liked that. I liked the soup. Yeah. So, yeah. This episode's good. Oh, I enjoyed yeah. it. Any final thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, hopes, streams? Yeah. It should have happened earlier in the season. What you get, Travis? Um, there are oh, 793 works in the Ellen and Bobby Singer tag. Put it, put it in kudos. <laughs> <laughs> What's the top one? Just had to throw that little statistic out there. Is that is that what the but the, uh, the top most one? Kudos, Painted Angels. Oh wait, no, I'm I hang on. Sort. Oh, jeez. I haven't been on this website in a long time. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Travis, put it down. I've got it. All I right? don't know what I'm doing. I already have a tab <laughs> open for AO3. Okay. It's going to be okay. Don't you worry, none. <laughs> Oh no, there's more than one. Sort and filter. Oh, shit. Pies and prejudice. 
written by Lina oh, Research. Oh, I found it. Lina Research. It has over 4,000 kudos. Rock on. And over th- over 1,000 uh, bookmarks. Dean didn't even want, her, yeah. want to enter this damn competition. He was happy with his life, more or less. Mm. It may not look like oh, much yeah. on the outside or to a younger brother headed towards a big-time law career, but it wasn't so bad that Dean needed to scrabble around for an opportunity to make change, particularly not one as stupid as this. He's going to throttle Sam next time he sees them for getting him involved in this ridiculous bake-off television, TV show. Oh, it's a Destiel fic. This is the summary of the fic. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <clears throat> yeah. I'm reading it, too. I'm just like, right. what? <laughs> to make matters worse, Dean has to play nice with all the other suckers involved, like that rich dickbag Castiel Novak. God, he hates that guy, and he hates that sometimes yeah. he hates that someone so awful has such a frustratingly fine if, this, ass. If, it were, if it were a different pairing, I would read it. <sighs> yeah. Do people use Novak? Like, Jimmy Novak is Cassiel's vessel, right? Yes. Do people use Cass Novak as they his, like, human is, name yes. and human AU? Well, if you're a Destiel fan... The other, oh, the other uh, pairings are Sarah from season one and Sam and Ellen and Bobby, of course. So, if you're a Destiel fan, maybe go check it out. It's got some good. Oh. It's and it's already completed. It only has. Bake off Pride and Prejudice I am AU. You guys, bake off. I would AU, read it if it weren't Destiel. Bake off free. If it form. had a, if it had a, a ship that I actually shipped. <laughs> yeah. Why are you acting so Dean shocked Cass about this, Travis? Big Bang Travis, Challenge 2013? This is a thing. It's totally normal. <laughs> is that? Yeah. This has... Oh, there's only 53 of those. No. One, no. one for every week of the year, I guess. Okay, so Big Bangs and are like fandom events. And there's a ton of different kinds of Big Bangs. Um... Where they're like fandom events, and sometimes, although not always, oh, they include okay. like pairing an artist and a writer together. And so the writer will write a fic, and then the artist will create fan arc for it. Yeah, and there's a, again a ton of big bangs. Oh. Um, oh god, I just pulled in big bang, tried to bring it up, and I put in big bang fanfic, and the thing that came up was big bang, big the big bang theory. <laughs> yeah, not. Not into that. Get out of there, man. Oh, Get out no. of there. Get out of there. Um, but yeah, they're a thing. And there's a ton of different kinds. And um, uh, I like Big Bangs because um, like the writers usually like have the story completed before they even post it. And trust me as somebody who's a longtime fan fiction reader there is nothing more heartbreaking than finding a story that you love reading it it's perfect and then you look to see when the last time it had been updated and it's like 2009 it's uh it's rough so that's what a big bang is I don't know. It sounds yeah. it sounds it sounds pretty good and again if it weren't SDL I'd probably read it. So good okay. job Lino research. 10 out of 10. And if you want Hell yeah. Ben and Travis to read that fanfic, let us know. At, at Havcast. 
Oh God, there's so many words in it. <laughs> if you want me to, to read that fanfic, subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Go to OnlyFans.com/slash/habcast. Okay, but you have to read it out loud, naked. That's that's what it is. We're doing a fanfic reading, but we're all naked. I'm doing I this mean, podcast. No, I mean on our own. This is a straight up audio medium. I'm naked right now, you guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're gonna read out. Okay. I'm always. Naked um, we on actually my own did fans. get a supernatural fanfic wreck, mm. and y'all still need to read it. So, I know. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How do you know I haven't read it? Have you read it, Ben? Benjamin? <laughs> <laughs> what happens in it? What happens? <laughs> I know you haven't read it, you yeah, son I've of a bitch. Never lie it. to me like that again. <laughs> at least at least make a good lie, alright? At least make it believable. I did not believe it at all. Not even for a second. You believed it for a no, while, didn't you? You heard nothing except my yeah, contempt I, I and my rage. I believed it for not even a minute. You know how I know you for sure haven't read it? Because I've read it. Hmm. <laughs> The fanfic that got it, the guy got recommended. I read that fanfic, <laughs> and uh, it was good. I did have time on my hands. Nice. Wait, well, also, it's one of the few supernatural fanfics that like is really popular and completed and has no ships. So it's a it's a gen. There are ships because it's a Harry Potter crossover. Mm -hmm. So there's like nice. the canon Harry Potter ships, but. No supernatural ships, which is how I prefer my supernatural fan fiction. Oh. Well, that and with next deal. Okay. Anyways, I think we're done for today. I think, I think we've learned a lot today. <laughs> and what we've learned is that yeah. you can't fight fate. Sometimes. Yeah. Occasionally. Uh, but yeah, Sometimes. Travis. Sometimes. The next episode is called Frontierland. What's it about? Uh-huh. Frontierland. Mm -hmm. uh, uh Sam and Dean are in... They're in, like, this... Uh, they're, like, uh, in, like... Yeah. Uh, oh, what's it called? Old West Town? They're in like an old west town, and um, but it's also like an amusement park, old west town, and everyone in there is a robot. Like Westworld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the the thing is, is that the robots are actually, they're not like android robots or whatever. They're actually Ooh. just regular Creepy. old animatronics that's haunted by ghosts. Okay. And they have to stay there overnight, and the only way to not get eaten by the robot like, ghosts like Five Nights at Freddy? is to shine a flashlight on them. Oh, it is Five well, Nights Travis, at Freddy's. I don't yeah. know if that's what's happening. <laughs> if it does, it'll show up in my nightmares. Thank you so much. 
for listening. If you want to hear more from us, check out our Patreon where we do yeah. another show called <laughs> LSA or Let's Check Ass, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural occasionally. Um, if you find us on social media, we're at Habcast on Twitter and uh, on Instagram, and then Hey Ass Butt as Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. Definitely our more, at, most active super media account is Twitter, though. So hit us up, talk to us, let us know how you're feeling. Uh, if 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 you if you desire, if you want to, uh, we'd really appreciate it. And of course, we really appreciate you guys uh, for listening every week. Leave us a review on iTunes uh, if you if you so desire. Um, and until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. I want to go ahead and cook for them. Imagine chewing on a bullion cube. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>